Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, it's taken a little bit of time to get down here, but we are here, Shelter, Bustleton, right here in the brewery. Um, we almost lost Skeet down one of the vats yesterday. We're going to cover off on that. We are down here in Bustleton. We had a great trip so far. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shelter, Footycast, Skeeter. We're not at Backchat Studios. We're at the brewery. How are you? Oh, absolutely on fire, Sco. This has been an outstanding 24 hours. Uh, let's talk about the facility we're at. We had dinner here last night. The yes. food was... Brilliant. Sensational. But prior to that, yesterday, uh, the beer, the, the way it's brewed, a um, lot of educational and enjoyment attached to what is uh, just a super spot. And look, I know you've got a couple of tales up your sleeve, but it has been a fun 24 well, hours. Uh, we're going to go in depth into Mark Reddings' last 24 hours. It's going to be great here on the Shelter Footycast. You can follow us on socials, Shelter Footycast. Uh, you can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Watch us on YouTube, listen to us as a podcast. Um, while we are here, I'm not sure if you can see it if you are watching along. You've got the beautiful grass out there. Look, it looks quite manicured, so I don't know if we're going to get you out there on the lawnmower a little bit later on. Uh, but Grapes of Mirth is down here next week. Still haven't found out what mirth means, but Grapes of Mirth is... De- Do you know what mirth means? Mirth is like oh, uh, fun, fun humour. Were you looking at me as... Oh, fun and humour. What is Mark mirth? Reading, so. if you, it's mirth. It's, it's a, a light, bright, uh, enjoyable. I mean, so grapes and humour. Because that makes sense, because we've got some of the Australia's best comedians come, come down here. Rove McManus is coming down. Merrick Watts, we heard from him on the podcast last week. So that is next week, 11th of March, 2pm, Shelter. Get your tickets on the Shelter website. You can find them at grapesandmirth.com.au, Shelter, born and brewed in Bustleton. Let's get into it. Big moments of the round. Usually we cover off on, I don't know, there's a big AFL issue, usually you know, maybe a cricket issue. But we've been down here in Bustleton, um, finding out what's what. Getting the good stuff down here. So we arrived down here yesterday, here at Shelter, straight on the tools. Like genuinely, I was here for five minutes and they had me making pizzas down here, the boys from Shelter. Uh, We did a competition. Um, No, it wasn't a competition. Julian, the chef down here, running a great operation. We had a competition. We absolutely had a competition. Had an education. Well, I gave you an education on pizza making. How, How did you go... If you had to rate it out of 10, your pizza that you put together... No, mine was, mine was average, absolutely. It wasn't flash. I didn't follow the instructions as I should. I didn't put enough sauce on there. Um, it was a debacle. And I'm, but I'm 
freely admit that. It you're was, blaming your left. You're a left-hander. I learnt that about you yesterday. Yeah, you're, you're blaming left-hander. the left-handed. So no, there was right-handed tools around you. Oh mate, it was every, the whole world. Is, whole world is made for right-handers. That's okay. Um, you got the honours in that front, but actually. The way those guys make the pizza with the dough, in all seriousness, they are skilled. And going downstairs into the kitchen to see, as you, you liken it to the Formula One yeah. workshop when they're up and running, it is a well-oiled machine. And you know the, the fact which really stunned me? Uh, as, as the pizzas get put into the conveyor belt, as I like to call it, 90 seconds yes. It's all it takes to cook these pizzas. It's running at 360 degrees in there. Wow. It's, it's hot. Very warm. It's like a furnace. Hot in the kitchen. It was like, <laughs> like your skull yeah, yeah, on the beers you, like, you last got, night. You got the points on the pizza. Right, so I got, got the pizza done. We went downstairs, had a brewery tour. We tasted some beer. Yep. Um, you, you were probably a bit more comfortable in that arena around the beers. No, I enjoyed it. And, you know, Jace gave us a bit of a... Bit of an education on, on how it all works. And, you know, yeah, it was it was really uh, nice. And we got to test the... The toxicity, or correct? Or no, it was the um, it was the temp and grav, the grav- Gravi- temp. Gra- gravity. So uh, that that's all good. All right. So I know people listening. Are like, okay, okay, boys. Who really cares? I'll tell you why you care. <laughs> Next up, we went up on a plane. Uh, Zeb took us up. Um, really, really great fellow. We rocked up. Skeeter was a bit nervous on the way there. Skeeter was. I wouldn't say nervous, but I don't like small planes. I just feel that there's a there's an element for me where if I'm sitting. 2B Qantas to Melbourne I've got the You kept talking back. about business class I'm not well, sure even, if you understood what we were doing here so I'm we sure. rocked up and it was a Cessna it was quite a small one it was a four seater Cessna and Zeb our pilot was on the tarmac pumping up its tyres with a footy pump so Skeeter was nervous he then turned to absolute water started melting and melted his way onto the tarmac we jumped in you weren't happy going up you weren't overly happy up there. No, I, was, I looked I was... back at you at one stage. I said, Skeeter, look at this beautiful bay we're flying over, bustling, beautiful area. Skeeter's on sports bet in the back. <laughs> he couldn't look out the windows. No, He's putting just... punts on the NRL. Didn't even know that was going. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, when we were at 500 feet, it had a sense of calmness and we can get out of, you know, if we have trouble here, we can just, yes. I don't know why. Just And we went, and he, then of course being I a smart why, you shit yourself. Zeb just decided, he wanted to check his phone. So he's, so he's, t- he's got to reach his phone. We've done a little nosedive for, it felt like about two seconds, which is probably about half a second. But you know, in your heart, you think, oh, this is not good. So he took the, took what did the, you think was going to happen He took the there? piss a couple of times doing the, the old loop and the orbit something. And okay, boys, you've had your fun. Dan's sitting next to me. You're like two kids carrying on churlishly and childishly, and I'm just trying to get back to terra firma. Yes, well, we did get back to terra firma. I had a great night last night at Shelter Brewery. You've got to get down here if you haven't been down here. Um, <laughs> Skeeter may still be downstairs. Oh, hang on a sec. We stayed here, and, you know, Dan and myself, we, we had got home a little later than you, but, you know, you somehow find ways to get home where yeah. we sort of struggle. Yeah, I took a scooter home. I was well under the limit as well. We'll have you have that. Drink responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but this morning, we came down here again nice yeah. and early, bright and early, up about 7 o'clock. My, my uh, two-year-old child's birthday, Sid. Yes, Sid. Happy birthday, Sid. Birthday so I opened the presents, which was beautiful on a, on a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, we came down here and we jumped off the jetty skater. That was fun. Uh, it was good. Um, we, it was compulsory dick togs. Yeah. Um, you got into those, which I was impressed with, but you had a rash vest on. It's called, a rash, it's called a rashy. Just a rashy. That's it's called what, a rash vest. Yeah, obviously... Uh, you have to tell me what it's called. It's called a rash smart, vest. I saw you in it. Mate, it was 7am. There's no sun. <laughs> it, was, it was the ozone lane. No, no, what, the reason I wore it, because my, my wife and daughter is down, are down here, they said, Dad, if you were doing this <laughs> jetty jump, um, need to wear the rashy. Because although once you get past 50, well, I'd like to say, you know, you're, you're, you're fabulous, 50, fit. Well, my wife says you're... you're 
50 and fat. So I just have to wear that. And she said, you're not getting in. You won't come back to the units. We're staying down the road at Accra, by the way, which is very nice. Uh, unless you wear that rashy when you jump in. So I, I, I did that. And a couple of the senior ladies... Well, so not only do, you. do we have your wife... And you- Daughter and your daughter's friend down, but the Bustleton Walkers group was yeah. out in the jetty and they were jumping off too. We had a crowd of about 70 people watching us go off. I, I got a bit nervous. Well, it's a so beautiful we, bunch of ladies. Oh, they're great ladies. Big shelter footy cast fans. They were a bit nervous themselves about jumping. What, what is it, about three metres? Is that the. Oh, eight, eight, nine, maybe? Either way, <laughs> four metres. Thank you, Mayor. Um, four metres. I've got to be honest with you, that to me. There's no fear with that. That was just fun. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, you, you were actually, you were going to do a backflip. Yeah. And then, let's be honest, yeah. and you, the, 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 oh, scared, the yeah. heart just sort of got a bit tired, but you still you did decided. A pin drop. You did a pin drop. I did a pin and drop. You almost, you almost created a tidal wave coming shut, back. I forgot to shut my mouth and it went all the way down. <laughs> but you actually decided to, to invent a, a, a sort of a acrobatic move on the way down. I tried a front flip. I landed on my ass. I did a big belly flop, but I'm on my... That was fun though. It was good fun. fun. It was. It was good. It's been great down here. Um, great hospitality from the Shelter Boys. But overall, um, it's just been a great area of, of you know WA to come down here. It's great to see. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, there's so much happening. We know that the, the jetty, which is an iconic part of, of Bustleton, but the boys are showing us around. Of course, the, the new airport, I guess you could say. It's, it's taking absolutely. clients and guests and passengers from one side of the country to another. We've got the Hilton being built across the road. This place is, is going off, and look, it's, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of good parts down south, but I, I put this now at the top of my list, and our mate Adam Papalia, who has uh, joined us for a beverage last night, he lives down here. Bustle and local. Yeah, he does love the era, and uh, no, I'm, um, I'm sold. So don't take it from us, though. We do have the mayor in the house, Grant Henley. He's going to jump on the podcast with us shortly, and a couple of the lads from the Onshore Cup, which I've got a bit of explaining to do about that, but you are on the Shelter Footy Cast. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, let's get into some footy. Okay, sort of the real stuff's here. So it's pre-season. Uh, we're not at round one yet, but we actually had a real pre-season game. Last, last week it was the match simulation. This week uh, we see the two Adelaide teams play the two Perth teams. So uh, Port Adelaide defeated by Fremantle, 92 points to 61. What did you take out of that team, Skeeter? Um, we saw them play the week before against Adelaide. What did you like? What didn't you like in that game? I guess the question is... How much do we read into what we've seen over the past fortnight? Now, the first week was match simulation, which really is, you know, that's, that's hard to get a, a beat. Last weekend, we have to go on, on the evidence of four quarters and, and what Fremantle produced in that game. They were very good. I, I think Port showed enough as well. But he, if you're looking at Fremantle specifically, there's always a concern once David Mundy departs how Fremantle are going to cope on that front. Of course, Rory Lobb in attack. So how's their forward line going to operate? Well, when you put the likes of Will Brody. Getting a lot of touches, 36, I think it was. And more minutes in the midfield. More minutes. Um, Brayshaw doing what he does, Sarong. And Jay Gromira, is, yep. uh, who's a little quiet to start on Friday, but just or Thursday, and then just showed that he's going to be a really important part of that, that Fremantle link. They're defensively, they look really, really well served. Really good. Yeah, yeah, there's like, never a question about it. Well, I kicked five goals in the first three quarters. So yeah. defensively, Fremantle looked really solid, and it was actually a more defensive game than it was the week before. The week yeah. before... It was a flowing game against Adelaide. And even the West Coast Port Adelaide game was up and back. This one started how we probably expect Fremantle will actually play. High defensive um, you know, teamwork. Um, and then you're right. The two questions are, how does the midfield work? Uh, it worked beautifully. Sean Darcy absolutely dominated Scott Lysett in the ruck. 
Um, he was outstanding. I'd be locking him into dream teams and super coaches all around the country. He looked very, very good, Sean Darcy. Um, uh, their midfield of Brayshaw, Brody, Sarong, Jager O'Meara, um, you know, they've got some other guys rolling through there as well. Top notch. And Jordan Clark uh, from Harvard, yeah. that run and carry off. He looks he was, up for a big year. He looked really good. And, of course, you get down to the main man. He right. is now the main man. Right. So the forward line is the question. It's actually the question for both Fremantle and West Coast. How do they work? You've got to kick goals to win games of footy, right? And in West Coast case, you've got to get the ball inside 50. So Fremantle, um, you know, they, def- they defended well. They, they had some good attacking plays. They transferred the ball quite well. Um, they're actually quite slow at stages, um, which, again, probably is, is what we've come to see over Freo the last 12 months. But they had Nat Fife up there, and it was, you know, will, will he function as a forward as he sort of has been, you know, portraying in the media a little bit? Well, the answer is yes. He looked outstanding. I, I watched really closely. I was boundary riding for Fox Footy. I was watching him for a full quarter, just, just him. He moved like a forward, looked like a forward, smelt like a forward, Nat Fife, ladies and gentlemen, look, I've heard some Coleman medal odds are coming Slashed. in very, very... They're you know, winding they're, in the market. They're winding him right in. I don't know if he can win the Coleman. How many, how many goals do you you know? How many goals do you think he'll kick this year? From what I saw, mate, I, I, if, if he can have a Tabena, a Tracy, um, a Jackson around him, so we, he doesn't have to be the main guy, but if he can have those guys around and they can you know, share the load a bit... He can easily kick 50 goals. E- easily. You take 40. Oh, yeah, you def- 100% you take 40. If he can kick almost two goals a game, that's, that's a huge return as a key forward because that's what he's going to be playing as. So he played um, deep in the goal square. He played high as a centre forward, as a link guy. So not only was he doing the real tight forward stuff, he was getting up the ground and being that um, you know, exit for their defence and you know, getting the long diagonal runs going. Look, he looked as, as, as much as a forward as, as I've ever seen him in his career. I've been a big supporter of Fife playing in midfield. He's a two-time Brownlow medalist. Why wouldn't you? Well, right now, they don't need a midfielder. They need a forward. And what he produced is excellent. The only thing I'm worried about is now people know. And, you know, he, he, he was the most dangerous forward by a long way. So he's getting the number one defender round one. Um, that, that, that will happen, that, no that doubt. Was, irrespective of what we saw, he was still going to get the best defender. I think. Well, I, I guess what I was saying the other week, if, if Matty Tabata can get himself in some sort of form, you'd have to put your best defender on him because he's size. Like Nat Fife's only 193. Um, he's, not a, he's not a key position size. He's a big midfielder and he can bully midfielders. But if you put a Tom Jonas or you put a big full back on him, oh, I don't... I don't think he's pushing any key defenders around. So you need a big Matty Tabiner or a Josh Tracy to take that big key defender. So Fremantle, uh, 31-point win, thrashed by the Crows the week before. Before we get to the Eagles and uh, whether you've got any misgivings about what you think might happen this year with them, we've never taken too much credence from what we see from practice matches or scratch matches. Should that change this year? Um, no, I mean, I was saying on the car on the way here, I think it's a really interesting thing with one pre-season game. Um, you spend a whole pre-season, two, three months going, and you get one real chance at four quarters with your best team in. If you don't play well, um, so, so Port Adelaide I don't think played exceptionally well over here in the West, they would have question marks going into round one. So they're going to be still trying to figure things out in round one, whereas... You know, years gone by, we get two, three cracks at it. By the third preseason game, you at least 
I think no. Uh, like we're going to be challenges or we, we need to work on this or we're very good at this. Port Adelaide will have more questions than answers coming out of this. Fremantle probably will too. Mm. Like, so it makes it interesting for the first sort of five weeks of the season. Everyone's probably still going to be trying to work a lot of things out. So if you can start really well um, and you can be up and firing that first five, six weeks and you can get a lot of wins on the board. So I think Freo's going to win their first six games, be sitting on the top of the ladder after round six. If you can do that... Sets oh, up the season. Oh, I think I think you're going very close to top four. Yeah, and you look conversely last year, put Adelaide zero and five. They recovered, but you just you're playing too much catch up. So you're right. The first first month of the season, it's not going to make or break. But you can't win a flag in March April. But you can certainly fall off the the uh, contender list. Overall, Freo looked very good. Their midfield's outstanding. Their back line, I think, is the best in the business. And their forward line functioned, and that was without Luke Jackson. So. Um, it get excited for our fans. Flag battle time. Absolutely flag battle time. Now, West Coast defeated by Adelaide. Um, almost said defeated Adelaide. Well, it certainly wasn't that. 111 to 52. They were absolutely smashed in the first half of this game. Um, six or seven goals to nothing in the first quarter. 20 inside 50s to five in yep. the first quarter. That's oh, just it was, a it was, At one smashing. stage, it was 16 to one. It's ridiculous. And halfway through the third quarter, West Coast had 14 inside 50s to... Adelaide's 50-something. So you are not going to win one game in AFL football if you, if, you, if you produce that. So you were there. So the questions are why. You were there. Was it like watching the 2022 version of the Eagles? Were there similarities or, or issues that were addressed or certainly seen last year that have not been, or have not been addressed as yet? Or certainly uh, the coaching staff haven't got the answers or, nor the players? I'll tell you how the game went. Um, now, we'll start with some negatives, but there, there really was some positives as well. But the, the negatives were... Um, they got smashed out of centre bounce to start with. So they had Kel Jamison running, uh, rucking one out against, you know, Riley O'Brien's, Riley O'Brien's, a, good O'Brien's a good ruckman. They had a backup ruckman as well. Josh Rotham was playing backup ruck for um, West Coast, which remember when we did the waffle game, he played, you know, so he was, look, Ross, Josh was competing, but Josh is 192 centimetres. Stop gap. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bailey Williams pulled out in the eve of the game uh, and obviously no Nick Nananui. So it does show how thin they are at ruck that I don't think, they had anything, and they don't want to play Oscar Allen there either. They, they just do not, they do not want to do that. So, look, you know, they were exposed there. They gave some young guys some mid-minutes. So people like Yo, Tim Kelly. Um, Tim Kelly had four touches at three-quarter time, something like that. Um, so they weren't in the game. Now, whether or not they played, you know, exactly how they're going to play with, I would think, Elliot Yo playing a lot of mid-minutes. I don't know if it was exactly that. They were, you know, sharing the load a little bit. But they were just, they were smashed in all aspects. Adelaide defended really well. They set up well behind the ball. Um, they won the ball back. They turned inside 50s. that They didn't score into multiple entries, so in-out in-plays. Um, Adelaide did everything right and West Coast did everything wrong. Now, come the second half, they, they started getting some momentum back. The, as the intensity lifted the better West Coast looked. So, you know, as, as tackling went up, as the physicality at stoppage went up, as aerial contests went up, West Coast looked better and better. It was almost... The start of the game was almost like this is a practice game and they came out after half-time and looked like they were really in a real AFL game and they looked really good like that. But with the, with the, with the handbrake on, they, they looked poor. You've been involved where... Your team has been given a touch-up in a pre-season match. Yep. Obviously, most players have. Adam Simpson, like, try and put, your, put yourself in what he would have been like either at half-time or the end of the game, given that there's no points lost, no, no one's any wiser as to how you're going to go against North Melbourne in round one, but is it, would he 
be sitting in his coach's room worried, or, or is that? Is it... It's all mental. So you know, for, like I say a fair bit, every team's got talent. There's a lot of good players playing AFL. It's mentally how you can, you know, one understand your game plan, two execute it, but then stay on top of it inside the game. And I just think West Coast will have more questions than answers, and, and they they won't know what sort of team they are coming into round one. So they're gonna they're gonna take a few weeks to figure that out. Um, they kept trying to play quick early, so spoken about a bit in the preseason. They're trying to speed up their ball movement. Adelaide were defending really well, and they kept going for it, kept trying to turn it into quick play. They had three or four really easy turnovers, turnovers. skill errors, which. That's what happens when you play good defensive sides. Well, that's sides. what we saw last year at Optus Stadium. I think it was against Sydney, Richmond. I think a couple of games I remember that they, they really tried to take the game on. You, you knew it wasn't their natural style, but Simpson had said to them, boys, let's try to, to match, and, and it went to... Ideally, they've practised that the entire preseason. Yeah. So, you know, the really difficult one for West Coast is do, do, you keep, do you keep persisting with that? And I think they have to. If that's what they want to do and that's what they want to be known as, they have to have the fortitude to go... We're just going to keep doing it, and we get, we may lose games, but we you you won't get better by stopping. You, you need to actually commit to it and double down, just like I'm doing with I'm West Coast. To, yeah, I'm about to ask you this: Have you copped any? And look, they haven't lost a game yet, but have you copped anything on social media? Oh, yeah, a or bit just, of yeah, yeah, a bit of feedback about your bold prediction of them finishing in the eight this year. It's always good getting direct feedback on social media because it comes from people that haven't made any predictions themselves, and it's like, <laughs> oh, how's your prediction going, Scully? I tell us this and that. <laughs> I don't think it's that outrageous for West Coast to still make finals. They played like shit against Adelaide, to be honest. But I think they were doing some different things, maybe. But what the worrying things are, they couldn't execute under real pressure um, at stages. So that, that, that's, that's, a, that's an issue. Because you can't just click your fingers and start doing that. You need to keep going. But yes, I'm doubling down. West Coast will play finals. You've heard it here, second here on the Shelter Footy Cast, because I said it here first. Oh, you got to, mate. What do you want? What do you want me to do? No, no, you I agree. Back pedal and say, "Oh no, I've way. seen one practice game and they're not going to." No, I'm if, doubling if you, down. If you're going to make a prediction, a bold prediction, that's that's bold. That is. Yeah. And I, look, it's like me saying, um, "You got any bold predictions?" Well, I thought Gold Coast might be a riser this year. I'm hoping that's the case. So that's. I think they can play in the finals if things go well for them. Yeah. Having a chat to um, your, your wife and daughter, maybe a bold prediction would be, you know, Mark Reddings changes a couple of light globes around the house this year. That would be a bold prediction, wouldn't it? No. Well, I'm, I've shown him. Paul was with me today as I was helping helping you set up, and I uh, yeah I had I got no idea with, and that's why I'm not that excited about bit jumping of, on bit the wall. Anxiety mile. coming into Bunnings, I believe. Yeah, I get, uh, I get anxiety going to Bunnings. I get anxiety doing bit of trouble putting the, the garden hose together the other week. Yeah, I had a lot of trouble in that front. Uh, what you you suddenly uh, you know Tim the handyman, <laughs> Tim the tall man Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm more that guy who puts his head over the, the neighbour, pipes up and talks a bit of shit over the over the fence. Um, what's that? Yeah, Wilson. Thank you, Dan. Um, thank you very much, Dan. And you're like Dickie Knee, we learnt last night, didn't we? Who was calling him Dickie Knee? Well, that was me. Only because he'd, he was getting annoying. He'd been drinking no, a little bit too... No, you're rolling! Shut your mouth! <laughs> and he, he spilled a drink all over Adam Papalia. Yeah, we do apologise to head of uh, 6PR Football, Fox Footy commentator. One of the best in the business. Copped a full drink over his lap. Thank you, Dan yeah. And we tried to go to another establishment, only briefly, at the end of the night. And How'd we, that go? We didn't get in. I, well, I thought maybe to get in, I might have said, I've got my dad here from um, down up in oh. Perth. We brought him down for the weekend, just showing him around. Well, as you, as you wander around the streets of Bustledon on a scooter. Well, that's that's yet to be confirmed. I don't <laughs> believe that happened. Um, the positive things on the West Coast front, if we get back to football, thank you, Dan. You probably could have pressed that button a few more times, I reckon. Um, positive, uh, Ruben Jimby. Good. Yeah. Seven clearances, I think 14 
plus touches here. Yeah, and like it's honestly, he could have had thirty touches. He could have had ten touches. It was it was his cleanliness. But what about the physicality he showed? He was really physical. Mm. Had this one 50-50 contest, ball in the middle. Um, Didn't flinch at all. Mate, we went harder. And he had another contest in the middle of the ground where he spoiled it, picked it up. He just lacked a tiny bit of polish on a couple of kicks. But honestly, like, get him in the system for a year and he hits that every time. He, he, he just looks really good. I was really impressed with Campbell Chesser. I know some people say a quiet game, but he just looked like a footballer. Looked like a young footballer. I think they've got to get games into him. They can't. They can't keep playing guys that they've been given chances to. They need to get these guys playing, and they've just got to play them. And they've got to tell them that they're going to get played. Don't, don't worry about getting dropped. You know, Jimby, Chessa, they didn't play Noah Long, which I was surprised with. It was very quiet the week before. So all those surprises you can understand. I don't know if he... I, I was probably firming for him to get a berth round one, but... He might be slightly uh, an outsider now. And Luke Shuey. Luke Shuey, some midfield minutes. Yeah, and, but you still expect him to play... More down back, but I, I suspect there's going to be a couple of debutants against North. Now um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the Frio West Coast wrap up. We won't go through the other games because we do have some wonderful guests in. We call this a studio. I mean, in brewery with us, in Shelter Brewery. Um, Skate, you're going to step away from the microphone before you leave. You got any final thoughts? Anything you want to wrap up with either football or you know? No, no. I think I'll general. Know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, the question will come at midday today, yes. whether we crack one of these, because it was a, a, a lovely night last night, so just whether the body's going to be able to back up and go again. I think I, we get you to do a sour review, a proper one, yeah. not, not a sales pitch. I want, I want taste. You know you should do it? My wife, Victoria, because she actually, she's a fan. She, she doesn't drink beer. She doesn't drink beer, but she drinks she this. She like that. She, at the first time, she's, apart from being in Bali, you know, have the old... Ben Tamer, she's the one that's probably and looks slightly better than me. Tom anyway. from marketing, I hope you're taking notes, mate. You, I, you just paid for itself right there. My wife doesn't drink beer, but she drinks this. There you go. Shelter footy cast, skate up. It's been a pleasure. You're going to piss off now. And um, Grant Henley, the mayor of Bustledon, stepping in. Thank you very much. Now, we are down here at the Bustledon Brewery, and we've had a great time. As you can hear, Skeeter's um, sipping on his waters, going well. Grant, come in, mate. We'll, uh, Dan will come and set you up a little bit, just make sure he's all sorted. Um, it's been a fantastic way to look around the city. Um, we've seen the jetty, we've been up in the plane, we've been in the, in the kitchen. But I want to talk about the city now. And Grant, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us along. No worries. So you're the mayor of Bustleton. I want to start with what? What is that? You have the keys, keys to the city, or you get a big sash, or what? What does the mayor of Bustleton do? Uh, a, a bit of bling that you you pull out, um, <laughs> sort of save it for some pretty special occasions like making new Australians, which is a really great part of my job. Right. Um, but generally representing the city at events and as well as our general business through council and. Uh, trying to balance uh, developing this wonderful area and retaining the, the character that makes it so special. Now, we'll get into the city and tell us about some of the features in a little bit, but I do want to get... We, I mean, this is a footy podcast, a shelter footy cast. I want to talk to you first about something we spoke about here. I think we brought it into national mainstream media. Uh, the Mayor of Bunbury was carrying on a little bit and, and he, was, he was saying that they want the... I guess it would be the 20th licence in the AFL. Now, Tasmania has effectively been granted the 19th. Uh, do you want to write a reply? Look, I've, I've had some birdies in my ear saying that perhaps there is some murmurings around the Bustleton Stingers. I, 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 that's what I've heard, Grant. Anything to talk about there? 
Yeah, I, th- I think you guys might have squashed a few stingers this morning, um, <laughs> jumping jumping in off the jetty. Uh, very brave of you. Uh, a little a little cooler this morning. Uh, look, in all seriousness, it's uh, uh, it is a concept, I guess. And and as a proud Tasmanian by birth, I'm I'm proud to hear the the 19th team and seeing some of those great Tasmanians the opportunity to play at home. And and yeah, sure, the guys in the southwest. And we're seeing some, you know, some great local talent now. Um, James Tunstall at Brisbane, uh, Jai Amos, of course, in in Frio, and uh, and Ruben uh, Jimmy from down. Ruben Jimmy yeah. is from uh, from Dunsborough. Yeah, good, great family down here. Um, so seeing those young guys come through shows there is a a lot of talent. I'm not sure we could fill up a 20th team just yet, but I'm sure there'd be plenty of people who'd love to uh, locate down here. Just humour me for a little bit, Graham. I mean, we've got the airport down here. We've got the we got the brewery. We've got the ovals, we've got the people, we've got the fans. I mean, sure, there's not much else you need down here for a 20th team in Bustleton. Well, I, I, I think so, yeah. And uh, the Stingers or the Stingrays or whatever we call them. Um, the Shelter yeah. Stingrays? Is the that sh- what it is? The Shelter Stingrays, yeah. A bit of corporate stadium. Corporate state in there, yeah. Um, could could be a real goer. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, flights coming straight in from uh, from the eastern seaboard and uh, people coming down to watch uh, watch the newest licence. Uh, but Bustledon, um, in all seriousness, it's it's going from strength to strength as a city. Um, can you tell us a bit about what's going on down here? I flew from Bustledon to Melbourne over Christmas. It was unreal, straight into the airport. Um, a lot of things happening down here. Yeah, certainly the airport's been fantastic for uh, local people to get away um, through Melbourne as a hub to anywhere. Um, but also, you know, we're looking uh, in the future to international flights and, and flights to other destinations in Australia. But it's been great to bring people directly in and give them um, on weekends like these, long weekends, opportunities uh, for a trip out of Melbourne where they don't have that six-hour round trip to, to Perth yeah. uh, and makes it a really attractive and viable destination and we're really marketing that and it's been hugely successful. Yeah, and it's a big part of you know the wine region down here. We're obviously, in a brewery right now, there's a lot of events and venues and uh, things to do. Not, not just for adults, but the family as well, right? Our investment in the foreshore was really based on making a family-friendly venue. Um, so we've got the shelter here, obviously, for, for mum and dad, but we've got a fantastic award-winning playground there for the kids. That's unreal, that playground. It's the best ever. The, the skate bowl and youth precinct for the older kids, and uh, obviously the beach, and, and that is a, a wonderful experience. And we've got some, some wonderful eateries and and recreation venues down on the foreshore for everyone in the family to come down and enjoy themselves. And... Uh, yeah, building some more accommodation and uh, and yeah, there's diversity in accommodation. There's something from from a powered site on a uh, on a tent, 200 metres from the beach, through to you know Hilton Hotel in the future. So something for everyone. The AFL's been doing um, a fair bit around regional games. Um, they're playing Ballarat at stages. We've we've seen the Tasmanian sort of experiment turn into what that's turned into. Could you see an AFL game down here in Bustleton? Do you think it's viable to do that? I know the Stingers is a bit of a Hope and a dream, but what about a game? Yeah, definitely. We're we're looking at uh, with some interest at what's happening in uh, in South Australia this year, and the AFLs look yep. to expand into multiple venues in a single location. And when we really think with our airport network um, that we're we're a definite chance in the southwest to host an AFL game in a future 
uh, future round uh, where they get all the teams together. I can't remember what they call it now. Gather round. Gather round. <laughs> it's an absolutely <laughs> horrid name. Marketing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in uh, yeah, we'd we'd love to see that hosted uh, in the southwest and and through Buston. Uh, we think it'd be a, a great place to to hold it. And lastly, do you get down to shelter a bit? You love it down here. There's shelter footy cast. You got to promote shelter. Surely it's beautiful. You, you know spot. when you know when you put your things in your calendar and it pops up with location. My first one is the council officers. The second one is shelter. What about home? <laughs> third? That's third, yeah. <laughs> Unreal, mate. Um, Grant, thanks for coming and having a chat with us, mate. Um, anything else you can tell listeners and sound off on Bustledon? Uh, look, Bustledon is, is a great place to come and uh, come and visit and, and enjoy, and you're always welcome to come down here. And, uh, yeah, we, we just look forward to, to keeping people coming down here and uh, respecting the country and having a lovely time while they're on. Uh, down here. Unreal. Thank you, Grant. Um, Pleasure, Scott. Thank great, you. Great chatting to you, mate. Um, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Grant Hanley, the Mayor of Bustleton and the Shelter Footycast. There we go. We've got all the big stars coming in here today. Now, these next two couple of guests, as they make their way in, come over, fellas. Soon you get. We've got the Onshore Cup, boys. Now, what is the Onshore Cup, I hear you ask? Well, I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it's an absolute balter of a competition. The lads here... <laughs> Couple, I believe, look, I'm going to ask them in a segment. I believe it's a full back and a full forward from the last few grand finals. So, look, we're going to have them sitting next to each other. Dan, I hope we've got our security guards here. Mark Reddings is out the back putting some punts on. Maybe get a lanyard on maybe and come in here and separate these two if we need to. The Onshore Cup, um, we've got Terry Allen and Dennis Amore. Is that right, boys? Thank you very much. Um, it's, a, it's a league down here in the southwest. It's every... Two weeks, I believe. It's a, it's a two-week type setup, so we can get the FIFO lads in. Um, uh, season 2023, not too far away. Round one, kicking off 18th of March. Boys, am I about the market? What's the league look like? Uh, it's a strong comp. Um, I think we've got a, an amazing product, if, if that makes sense. Um, you know, we play every second week. There's some really good talent down here that plays. Um, and obviously, wives and girlfriends are getting stroppier and harder on husbands. So, you know, for everyone to um, be able to play every second week, it works a bit better and it's a bit family orientated. And we've got guys from 18 years old to 40. So, yeah, strong comp. Good fun. Plenty of beers after. Good old shoey after the game for the best on ground. Wow, great. Uh, Responsibly. Sponsor, yeah, sponsored by Shelter. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um, who, who's the backman? Who's the forward out of you two? Wait, sh- shall I guess? Yeah, have a great. Um, shit, I don't know. You both look like backmen, so I, I take that as a badge of honour. <laughs> honor. I'm going to go forward backman. No. Oh, no, shit. No, okay. Hello, yeah. <laughs> so... Tell the listeners who's the forward, who's the back. I'm the forward, Dennis. Yep. Dennis yep. is yep. the forward. And Terry's, Terry's the full back. Now, yep. is it right to say that you've played off in different teams and you've been grand final opponents? Yeah. Plenty of times. Yeah, yep. plenty of times. How long's the season run for? Uh, it's a, at the moment, sort of 10 to 12 round game. Yep. So, yeah, strong comp. Um, what's that, six months? Yeah, yep. something like that. Yeah, we normally finish for the, uh, the finals and stuff for footy, so you can watch that as well and have beers. Great. Um... Uh, who do you both play for? I'm looking through these list of names here. Augusta, Abalone's, we've got the Dunsborough, um, Muleys, yep. not the Mullies, not the Mullies, uh, the Boyin' Up Boars, that's my favourite, the Bustledon Bombers, the Dally Up Eagles. Who are you boys playing for? I'm on the Muleys. Yeah, and I'm Bombers. Yep, yep. Unreal. Yep. I'm coaching and playing this year. Um, yeah. How does that go? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I tried it a bit last year and we, uh, we lost the grand final, so... 
I mean, full, that, full back coaching, I mean, that's got to be a... Well, I'll be full forward. Oh, half forward flank this year. Yes, okay, nice. And um, who won last year? Who's the best teams in the comp? What, what are you boys expecting? Uh, we won last year. We had a, a good grand final. Um, won by it would be eight, nine goals. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a good game for us for a change. Um, yeah. Can say I've, this is my nineteenth year of playing in the onshore Holy cup. Shit. Um, so I've been on the the wrong end of plenty of grand finals against the Muleys. I think they won thirteen in a row when I first started. Yeah. So they um, yeah. So it was good to you know I'm claiming that I kicked the winning goal. Um, but it wasn't. It was the. It was, the, goal, it was my only goal. Yeah. Um, but you know, to kick to kick the winning goal, the tenth the tenth goal in the grand final, put it over the back look, fence into the into the bay was good. Look, I know all about doing things in grand finals, and I just tell everyone that it was just because of me that we won it. But yeah. it wasn't really. I do that on a daily occurrence, actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think the wife was watching at that time, but I still tell her that I, it was the winning goal. Yeah, and I'll tell the kids it was the winning goal. It had opened up by the end of it. Yeah, is it, is it, it is it good good for the families and stuff, kids and, and wives and stuff? Yeah, they're there? all encouraged to come down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the idea is, yeah, after the game, we stay at that, the supporting team, the home team, have, have a feed, have a couple of beers, talk some football. Um, and, all, yeah, wives, girlfriends, kids, friends, everyone comes along. You can usually get, you know, half a ground of people, so it's um, a good atmosphere. How long has it been going for? You've been oh, playing for 19 years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, so yeah it'd be 35, 40 years. It started in the 80s. It was more, I think it was Yelling Up in Dunsborough that it actually started at. And it was called the Onshore Cup because when the Onshore come in, they couldn't serve. So they played footy instead. So That's great. On. So it's been going since the 80s. Yeah. yeah. How good's that? Um, what do you see for this year, boys? So it's sponsored by Shelter. Um, who's, who's, gonna, who's, who's got the favouritism coming into 2023? Oh, if you look at social media, you'd have to um, have a look at the boars, wouldn't you? Yeah. They, um, they I, I reckon they're my team, to be really yeah. honest. I, I cast my eye across them, and the boys aren't boars. I'm just, they, um, just drawn to they them. They do social media really well. I don't think they've stopped training since last year. They, wow. um, I don't think they've won a game in about eight years, so um, they're probably due a couple of wins. They've gone out and got themselves a coach and a lot of players. So, um, you know, Terry's probably going to struggle the hardest this year. With they've got a sort of a new Southwest League yeah. team coming in, so he's going to probably be the hardest done by for players. Is there a, is there like a marquee player? Like who's who's the Chris Judd of the competition? Is there is there anyone who used to play AFL or like a waffle or or is everyone just genuine punters? Oh no, they're genuine AFL quality. That what we've got, there'd be good. There'd be six or eight teams of AFL players. <laughs> uh, I think every club's got some guys that could clearly play Southwest League and yes. some of those sort of leagues. Um, you know, Muleys have had really good guys that have Mick Sherry and those guys that have been Hayward medalists. Uh, we've had some guys that are that are yeah really fit, healthy guys. Um, yeah, it's a strong comp. The Vass Cackers. Is that right? Yeah, formerly Cable Cackers. The I started playing with them. Right. What's a cacker? Uh, it's like a small marin. <laughs> baby Unreal. crayfish, isn't it? Baby crayfish. Is it baby crayfish? Um, boys, uh, we appreciate you coming down here. You spend a bit of time down here at Shelter as well? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. Outdoor shower sour was the one. Hey, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Why are we on the... I mean, sours are... They've, they've, I feel like they've come out of nowhere a little bit. Mark Reddings is still trying to discover what that is. Well, I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an XPA man. XPA is good, and you're a sour man. Boys, thank you very much. Good luck for the season. Thanks, Evan. Thank you. Um, uh, remind me again the Boynut Bo- uh, Boars, that's who I'm going for, Bustled and Bombers. Yeah. And the. 
done Muleys. Yeah. Okay, very good. Thank you very much, boys. Appreciate Cheers. it. Shelter Footycast. Thanks. Um, Skeeter, I might get you back in here to round things off. Will Schofield and the boys, Shelter Footycast. Thank you very much, fellas. Uh, very good work. Look, Skeeter, I reckon as you come back into set here, I think you and I might be able to get a bit of, you know... Maybe a bit of a run around with the boys. What do you think? Yeah, no, I've done uh, too many calves and hamstrings. You were showing your scar from your ACL back in the day. Yeah, at fifteen, I had an Rico. Fifteen. You were telling me you were telling me you're you know, AFL bound. And no, ACL. I said I had a very ordinary career that was tragically cut short. It's but a big scar. It's a big scar. It's not no, like replace your whole knee. Yeah, no, that, but that's nineteen eighty five. In all seriousness, guys, going back to that era, um, Paul Salmon had. had I think three or four. Uh, Lee Walker, who I do a bit of work with at the footy commission, I think had four. And, of course, David Ox, yeah. uh, Schwartz, I think he had three or four himself. So, mate, back in the day, yeah, they are pretty – I mean, don't know, Jacko had them, Woosher. Yes. That's, um, yeah, the scars certainly wasn't uh, – the keyhole surgery was not even thought of back then, Scoey. Um, well, I think we're about wrapped up down here, Skater. I think we're going to – It's been an absolute – but again, to the boys who've looked after us at Shelter, it has been um, just quality yep. from, from the get-go. Hospitality's been great So in all sincerity If you get the chance To come down To this part of the world Which is a great spot Then if you don't stop here A bit of music's starting to jump up as well so. Is that your autograph table Getting set up downstairs? No, I'm into selfies now Scoey oh, so, uh, wow. uh, No I might have a couple of shelters This afternoon Sunday session Public holiday Oh Very giddy up good Shelter Footycast on Instagram That's where to find us Give us an email Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au Send us an email I want to read some of them out That'd be great um, Watch us on YouTube Listen to us a podcast been a pleasure here from Shelter Brewing Co. down in Bustleton. We'll be back at Backchat Studios next week. We'll see you then. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.